AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Charleston Orwig. Passionate about agriculture, food, and strategic communications. Ready to protect and enhance your brand. Charleston Orwig is a full-service communications agency with a dedicated team of reputation management experts. Our passion for the food system is surpassed only by the success of our clients. For more information about how we can help you, visit charlestonorwig.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm Ken Root at the Commodity Classic. And Scott Fritz, who is the chair of the World Soy Foundation, is with me. Now, Scott, in the soybean industry, you go back quite a ways in leadership. Uh, Tell me some of the things you've done in the past. Well, you know, I think I got started clear back in 1990 as a DuPont leader. Uh, participated in Indiana Soybean Association, the Indiana Soybean Alliance, ASA, a longtime board member of ASA, uh, USEC chairman, uh, WISH chairman, and now currently serving as the, uh, as the chairman of the World Soy Foundation. Well, the World Soy Foundation may be the least known of those because it's uh, not one that people relate to as direct sales, uh, uh, legislative work, or market development. What is your interest in that Soy Foundation? Well, the Soy Foundation is also the youngest of those organizations that I just uh, mentioned. I think we were originally chartered in 2006. And, and so the idea that we can start to build uh, recognition of soy in reducing malnutrition, providing protein for the developing world, uh, for, the de- for hungry kids in the developing world, is, uh, to me, a powerful driver for what we do in the soy industry, the soy family, in, in general. Because if, really, if you really go back and look at the best, at our top ten markets, United States, that the United States sells in terms of soybeans and soybean meal, all of those countries, all of those markets, once upon a time, didn't know anything about soybeans, and somewhere, somebody had to come along and introduce soybeans and soy protein to a hungry, a hungry populace. Well, I've always maintained that farmers, given the chance to show it, are as humanitarian as anyone else. Not necessarily in the gifts we give, but also in the technologies we'll share and the ways that we'll help people feed themselves. Oh, I agree. Farmers are, 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 are proud of what they do. They're, they're anxious to help other people, but they're very cautious about how they make a donation. They want to make sure that they can have an impact. They just don't like to write a check for no reason. And I think that the confidence that ASA, United Soybean Board, uh, QSSBs have in general with farmers is really high. And so when you approach a farmer uh, from the perspective of the World Soy Foundation and feeding hungry people, it's a message that they understand quickly, and they're anxious to support. Now, in reality, it's a lot harder to help these people than the initial concept of saying, let's go do it. What are you developing that can reach out worldwide that, that works? Well, you know, I think uh, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's a question that, that that's an answer that evolves over time. With the combination that we have in the soy family, where we can start with a donation, which is the World Soy Foundation, and eventually that donation will 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 
grow to something that the WISH, World Initiative for Soy and Human Health, that project can now start taking that original taste, that early results, and start building a long a market from a long-term perspective. And then eventually it becomes a mature market. So the project that, that we have over 2,000 in around the world, what we call soy cows. And a soy cow is a little machine that you pour soybeans and water into the top, and out comes soy milk and mash. And soy milk is loaded with proteins. So if you take that project and, and, and partner it with a school or a school feeding program in a, in, in a developing nation somewhere, now all of a sudden you're providing protein for those young kids. And if, you, and if that school has extra protein to sell or extra soy milk to sell, it becomes a small business model and they start to learn what it, capitalism is all about and how you produce something and sell it for a profit and take that money back and reinvest it. And it's a fascinating little project. You know, we talk, you hear, you hear the word, is the project sustainable? Sustainable is you know, a popular word these days. But if you teach somebody how to improve their diet and develop a, a small business model around that, you're sustainable. Well, I'm fascinated by my vision of what this is, but I would think you'd have the challenge of the container, the processing, and then the proper handling to make sure that it's a quality product that the children are consuming. That is true, but here in the United States we have the Food and Drug Administration and we have a high standard in terms of food purity and quality. That same standard doesn't exist in all parts of the world. And so a good, relatively good clean soy cow is still providing healthy food for folks around the world. And yes, it's, uh, sanitation is part of the training project because if, if someone would decide to do a soy cow project, their investment provides not only the soy cow, but it provides the, the education of how to put it together and how to run it. The, the education of a soy business, of a business model, and a supply of cow, uh, of soybeans, a supply of soybeans, at least a six-month supply. Well, there's no doubt that this sounds like a wonderful thing, and aimed at children sounds even better, because from what I understand, children are the most vulnerable in hunger of any in the world. They certainly are. You know, Randy Van Kooten from Iowa has has traveled, and, and, and he just, the kids just he just draws kids like a magnet and uh, Randy loves kids back just as much as they love him and this idea of providing protein and really energizing kids is just amazing to see when you see it you're just amazed by what happens. Well, what's your research on children receiving a full amount of protein at their younger years versus not receiving it. Well, that's that's not my expertise, but I but I, I do know enough to say that if a if a child is malnourished malnourished during the formative years, the first five, six, seven years, if if they are malnourished at that point, they can never catch up for the rest of their lives. So it's important. It's really important for those kids to to get a good start because then that carries them on through through adulthood. What percent of your program is worldwide? What percent is in the U.S.? We have we have projects in the U.S. I, I, I you've got me on percentages. <laughs> I don't have that number in the in the top of my head. Most of our work is in Central America and Africa, 
Now, as far as being able to invest in this, mm -hmm. how much does it cost for a soy cow and enough bushels of protein to run for a year? Well, the, the, uh, what I like to say is if a $25,000 project will buy a soy cow, all the training and education, and six months of soybeans. And so a QSSB in the United States uh, could say, okay, we'll, we'll, do a QS, we'll do a soy cow, and uh, we'll supply a year's worth of soybeans. So, you know, that's a nice project for a QSSB. But what really makes the World Soy Foundation unique is it's a partnership of the U.S. soy industry and farmers. The U.S. soy industry participates through corporate memberships, but farmers participate through an acre challenge. And so a farmer can come to our booth to, here at the Commodity Classic and, and could pledge an acre of soybeans from their farm. They can write that check out, you know, and an acre is, everybody has a different measurement on an acre, so I'm not really particular about dollars, but let's talk an acre. And that acre then is partnered with, with we have over 2,000 farmers now participating in the Acre Challenge program. That's great. That's, that's a great number. And to be able to do this, I would think it's almost like a demonstration plot or a demonstration activity within those African or Central American communities to where it multiplies itself not necessarily needing more funding to do it. Yeah, well, you know, that's the beauty of participating in the soy family. We've got the foundation, but we also have WISH. And so WISH is already doing a lot of projects around the world. And USEC, and USEC is already doing a lot of projects around the world. So this can all become part of how we all, how we all partner together to build this continuum. Of well, it sounds like you have done the follow-through and closed the loop, if you will, to where that... You've got market development, you've got uh, taking care of your own growers, and then your growers themselves take, step up and take care of others around the world. And uh, even though $25,000 is a sizable amount of money, what would you say the amount of young children could, that could be fed from this soy cow? One acre can provide 100 kids a glass of soy milk for a year. 100 kids once a day receiving a glass of soy milk for a year. That's one acre of soybeans. Now, is this within the qualified state soybean councils uh, compliant with the soy checkoff? Yes, you know, we, we respect everything about soy, the, world, the, the, the soy checkoff. And yes, you have to be very careful to make sure it works in the right spots. And yes, we are compliant, but we have to be careful. We have to make sure that we, we fit in the right category, and we can do that. We, can we have done that, and we are doing it presently, and we'll do it some more in the future. Scott Pritz from the World Soybean Foundation, a farmer and a humanitarian. Thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, thank you, Ken. It's, uh, I love to talk about the World Soy Foundation and feeding hungry kids. AgriPulse Open Mic has been brought to you by Charleston Orwig. For more information about how we can help you, visit charlestonorwig.com. I'm Ken Root.